are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there. See everywhere that I'm covering the great game of baseball. Also joining me on this episode is my co-host, Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also catch him on the pre- and post-game show for Bally Sports. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you're new to the show, just want to remind you that we post an episode five days a week, Monday through Friday. So plenty of great content for your Milwaukee Brewers as we lead up to the postseason as we get down the last month of the season here. Uh, on today's Tuesday episode, we'll be recapping an exciting Monday night game, a late Monday night game between the Brewers and the Giants, dominating performance by Corbin Burns. Be looking at that game and giving our biggest takeaways. Then we'll also be previewing Tuesday's matchup, today's matchup, uh, which should be a, a favorable one for the Brewers. We'll get into all of that later. Before we do that, though, let me remind you about Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them a Locked On sent you. So, Vinny, the, the Brewers get a great win on Monday night over the San Francisco Giants team with the best record in all of baseball. And Corbin Burns, a big reason why he was absolutely Brilliant on Monday night, went six plus innings, four hits, no walks, one earned, and nine strikeouts. He had 16 swings and misses, five on the slider and five on the changeup, Vinny, which is kind of interesting. You don't really think of those as his two best pitches there, but that's what was working on Monday. He got, but he did still get seven called strikes on that cutter, which is his primary pitch. But, uh, Vinny, what did you think of Corbin Burns on Monday night? Corbin Burns has solidified himself as a serious front runner for the for the Cy Young Award after tonight. I mean, this lineup that the Giants are running out there every single night, and it was on display uh, against Lamont Wade Jr. I mean, they're just a pesky lineup, but they're also um, just – they can really do a lot of damage as well. I mean, and it obviously shows with having the best record in baseball. And Corbin Burns – you know, I, I referred to that Lamont Wade Jr. at bat, his second at bat, where it was a battle. It was about, you know, seven, eight pitches, whatever it was. And then he lines out to Rowdy Telez. Um, but it, it's this lineup is that good that they have that ability to, to kind of like be that pesky, but also present a ton of threats throughout the lineup in terms of leaving the ballpark and doing damage. And Corbin Burns was that brilliant against this type of lineup. So to me, it solidifies him as the front runner for Cy Young Award um, because of the way that he pitched tonight. And yeah, the changeup, 10 out of 11 strikes on the changeup, which is on, I mean, that's, sorry. I mean, two opposing batters. If they, if he's got all five of those pitches working, um, then good luck. I mean, he's got the changeup for strikes, which is a devastating pitch at times. And that's, that's, a, I think, 
at the end of the day, that's going to be his last piece of development. If he can, if he can make that an elite pitch like the other ones, he's going to have a serious, serious, uh, you know, he'll be in contention every single year for the Cy Young as long as that pitch continues to develop. So unbelievable performance. Yeah. And we talked about it, you know, with that changeup, you know, he didn't have a lot of swings and misses on the cutter, which again is, you know, his primary pitch, but I think it's a lot of because he was throwing his off-speed pitches so well that a lot of hitters got caught looking at that cutter. There's one that bad in particular, and I tweeted this out when it happened because it was just, a beautiful sequence and a lot of credit to Omar Narvaez behind the plate as well. But he went slider low and away uh, at a Buster Posey swing and a miss. He went back to the sliders a little bit more off the plate. Posey took it. Then he went with a changeup down to the way, just a beautiful pitch dotted. And now what's Buster Posey going to do? You know, he keeps throwing you off speed low and away. And then what does he do? He comes with a cutter 97 on the black down and away absolutely freezes former MVP and Buster Posey. And you can just see the look on Posey's face. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? That was the type of stuff that Burns had on Monday. He was just so good. Just like Vinny said, a really good Giants lineup, a pesky Giants lineup. Think of the Pirates, but talented. Um, They have really good hitters up and down that don't strike out a ton. That'll put the ball in play and that, put the ball and play hard. And we'll talk about a little bit later. There was some hard contact to the giants. There was a little bit of luck involved as well, but I mean, for the most part, Burns was just dominant. He was keeping hitters off balance again, credit to Narvaez behind the plate. I thought he called a really good game, uh, but then he kind of teased it here a little bit. I wanted to get into the Cy Young discussion because I do think Burns is the front runner at this point, I think there's a couple of guys in the discussion with Zach Wheeler, who had a bit of a rough start on Monday, and Walker Mueller, who will be pitching on Tuesday for the Dodgers. I think those are the three leaders right now. But I do think Burns is the favorite at this point. He leads all pitchers in war at 6.3. Zach Wheeler is the closest to him at 5.9. His FIP is almost a full run higher than the second best. That's just absolutely crazy. And he's second to Walker, Walker Bueller in ERA at 227, and he's fourth in strikeouts with 139, but he's first in K per nine at 12.24. So, Vinny, I know you already mentioned it. Uh, I think you're on board. You think Burns is the favorite here for the Cy Young Award with a month to go? I, that's my call. Yeah. I mean, and he doesn't even have as many innings obviously um, as, as um, a couple of those other guys, but he, he's just been that much of a, you know, I, I guess the, it, what, how could you qu- classify what the Cy Young award is? It's the MVP of the pitching staff. So, I mean, I, I can't imagine anyone's made a bigger impact to their pitching staff. And I, then Corbin Burns, look, and I know that the Brewers already have Woodruff and Peralta, who's also made a huge impact on British staffs, but the ability to, to repeat what he did last year and to really, you know, kind of emerge as, again, I think he's the eight. He, I, I think Woodruff is the ace of the staff only, be, only because in terms of like leadership and kind of been there, done that at, at the playoff level. But I mean, in terms of like just pure dominance, I mean, Corbin Burns has is, is, is done that. And, um, I mean, kind of splitting hairs and talking about those other other guys that are in the running for, for Cy Young. But, man, Corbin Burns has been 
has been just so consistent all year long. A couple of hiccups in the middle of the season, um, but especially when we thought, you know, hey, look, everyone's kind of not using the tacky stuff anymore. Not sure if he was or if he wasn't, but he certainly has made an adjustment in those middle games there, one in Colorado earlier in the season, and uh, it's kind of made the adjustment. It really is executing at a very, very high level right now. I think he's very much deserving of that Cy Young Award. Yeah, I think the only thing that may keep him back is if voters, um, you know, don't like the fact that – because he may not throw 160 innings. And I think some voters may look at that as a deterrent for voting for him over the other guys. But if you look at just pure dominant stuff, you look at the the numbers, I mean, he is putting up just one of the most dominant seasons as a pitcher uh, that we've seen in a while. So I think he is the Cy Young leader right now. Again, got a month to go, so a lot to play out here. Uh, he does need to make his starts, I think, to, to keep that those innings up. Because, again, I think that could be the only deterrent for some voters. Uh, but, I mean, again, you can't say enough about how great he's been this season for the Brewers. All right, so we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and get into some more of the takeaways from Monday night's 3-1 to victory. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online at your online sportsbook experts. All right, so getting into Monday's game, um, the Giants had a bit of a uh, surprise on Monday as they learned that uh, Alex Wood uh, was had COVID and was put on the COVID IL. Johnny Cueto also showing um, symptoms, I believe. I don't know if he was officially put on the COVID IL or not, but either way, he was scratched from Monday's start. So the Giants had to scramble a little bit to figure out their pitching situation on Monday, and it looked like that was really going to benefit the Brewers early on. They scored runs in the first and second innings to take a 2 nothing lead. Narvaez drove in Yelich in the first, and Burns drove in Jays Peterson in the second again, for that early 2-0 lead. Um, but credit to the Giants pitching staff, Benny, which is why they've been so good all year. Their pitching has been top-notch. They really held down the Brewers after that and settled in and were able to hang around in this game. I mean, they have a really solid bullpen, and they just kind of pieced the thing together, it looks like. I mean, Dominic Leone has been, has been pitching well most of the year. I mean, he was the guy that was just totally on the scrap heap, was awful with the St. Louis Cardinals in the past. He's pretty good with the Blue Jays. Um, recalled uh, John Brebbia. Obviously, he's been having some struggles at times, but uh, he's been a really good arm. For, I mean, look, they've got guys. Jay Jackson, I loved him when he was with the crew a couple of years ago. Wanted the Rangers to sign him when I was a scout with the Rangers. Went back to Japan instead, but um, he's been really effective. He's got that really good slider. So it reminds me a little bit of Jade Cousins, but with the slider that's a little bit more like a true slider rather than like a Frisbee. But, yeah, they have a really good uh, – they piece together a really good – Lineup, a really good team, a really good uh, bullpen as well. So they've 
they've been able to, um, yeah, I mean, with the, with the scratches last night, they were able to kind of keep this game real close. And um, it was a playoff atmosphere last night in terms of like the, the sense of urgency to win. I mean, uh, I mean, the Giants do have a sense of urgency to win with the Dodgers uh, right on their heels, whereas the Brewers have a little bit, obviously a, a lot of it more cushion uh, in the central. But um, but just the sense of urgency in terms of uh, the playoff type atmosphere, every single pitch was important. Every single at bat was important. It's a great game. And the, and the Giants have a really good team. I, I was a believer the last time that I saw them play against the Brewers uh, about a month ago, and now I'm even more of a believer. Yeah, I mean, they uh, again, we're a, month, we're a month away from the season being over now. You kind of have to just believe this Giants team knows what they're doing. I mean, you look up and down the lineup, and it may not be a, a lot of names you're very familiar with, and you kind of wonder how they're going to get done, but they get it done. I mean, I just watched the series with them against the Braves, was the Braves – won that series, but uh, the Giants are also missing some bats as well. With Brian, uh, Chris Bryant was injured over the weekend, um, but they just get it done. They got really good pitching. They're, their hitters up and down have a really good approach at the plate. So, I mean, they're certainly a good team. It's going to be a fun series the rest of the way. I do think the Brewers are heavily favored in these first two games and should win, especially with uh, the Giants losing their both of their starters for those games. But I mean, yeah, credit to them that they were able to to not let this thing get out of hand after the Brewers scored in uh, single runs in the first and second innings and really made it a game the rest of the way. Like you said, it did seem like a playoff atmosphere. Burns spoke to that after the game as well, said as much. So uh, just a really great, uh, great game all around. And for me, Vinny, it really came down to that seventh inning. And, you know, Council sent Burns back out there, which I think was absolutely the right call. I thought he, he was actually looking – even stronger in those fifth and sixth innings. I thought those were some of his more dominant innings, but came out in the seventh, gave up that double to belt, maybe a ball that Avi could have caught, but I mean, that ball was, was hit hard. Um, and then he left a pitch up uh, to Chris Bryant, the next batter and single put runners on the corner with nobody out. And so at that point, you know, council has to go to the bullpen there, bring in Brad Boxberger bullpen's been so good. Don't want to let that, Game get away from them, and Boxberger comes in, gives up a single to Crawford, makes it a 2-1 game, puts runners at first and second with nobody out, and then came a really big play in the game as Yastrzemski kind of hits a little uh, squibbler out in front of the plate. Novar, uh, Omar Narvaez pounces on it, throws it to second, and Rios just barely keeps a toe on the bag, and they get the force out at second. That was a, a really big play in this game, Vinny. Kind of a, a weird play. I think Narvaez tried to rush it a little bit, maybe trying to turn two, and it was a great job by Arias just to make sure to catch it, get the foot on the bag, and at least get one out there. I mean, I think as you saw that ball trickle out in front of the plate, I think Omar Narvaez, first of all, it wasn't a swing. I mean, it was a check swing. And so Omar Narvaez, like, it, it bounced foul. As a mm -hmm. catcher, you're not really expecting that ball to roll fair. So I think it caught him off guard a little bit. And then he had presence of mind to make the right throw. Uh, a little bit offline. Uh, rushed it, yeah, a little bit. But, um, I mean, look, it, this game is a, it is a game of inches. And it is about the results as well. So he got the out, which was huge, like you said. Um, and then um, Boxberger obviously was able to make some pitches to get out of it. Um, but yeah, huge play right there. 
could feel the games kind of slipping away from the team a little bit. And again, a playoff type atmosphere, you see those big, those momentum shifts are like much uh, more palpable, right? You can feel them a little bit more on uh, those playoff type games. Um, and so I, it's just a, just kind of foreshadowing of what we can expect from this club uh, in the playoffs going forward. And, and it's good actually that they're going through these tight games with really good teams and coming out on top, right? So, I mean, they're learning how to win those close games and learning how to make those big plays and keeping that toe on the bag. Believe it or not, I think I've had, I've got theories on everything, Jake, you know that. <laughs> but with the fact that he's able to make that play, even though it was a very close to pulling, pulling Arias off, to me, winners make those plays, even though, right, it was a, yeah. a, an inch or two off. Like, you know, so I, I always experienced that as a player. Sometimes for me, I was on the opposite end of that. You know, uh, the toe would come off. Um, but but it's a testament to, you know, how, how much these guys are believing in this team and um, believing in themselves to win. So, yeah, getting into the weeds a little bit there. But, yeah, huge play and a, a huge inning for sure. Yeah, because I mean, like you said, Boxer got out of it. He got the pop up, but then Darren Ruff absolutely crushed a baseball, 107.6 miles per hour off the bat, but went right to Yelich. And fortunately for the Brewers, the Giants had a lot of those atom balls on Monday. Some line drives that went right at people. Um, that's going to happen sometimes. Luckily, it went the Brewers' way on Monday. We've seen it happen to the Brewers plenty of times this year as well. But that was a a huge just play inning. Uh, in that game, Arias being able to keep that toe on the bag and then that line drive from Ruff going right at Yelich to end the inning and get out of there. Because like you said, I, that was the really only point in the game I felt like the, it was slipping away from the Brewers. And you thought, you know, here come the Giants. This is really, you know, what they do. And able to get out of that, Boxberger is able to escape. Williams comes in um, and, you know, has a – a pretty solid inning that changeup got away from him there to that second batter that he faced uh, and issued the walk, but otherwise, you know, was really good. And then Hader comes in, closes it out. He gives up a really hard uh, hit to, I believe, Chris Bryant in the ninth inning um, and doesn't get a strikeout. I didn't have time, but I, I, might, I might go back and look, Vinny. I don't know how many times Hader gets a save and doesn't get a strikeout in that save. That <laughs> seems kind of, kind of odd. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, 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 how do you even, I'm trying to think of a good analogy to that. I mean, but he's striking out two out of every three batters that he faces. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so for him not to get a, a K is definitely an anomaly, uh, in an inning just because of the sheer volume of, of strikeouts that the guy has. But, um, yeah, it's look, it's a testament to the, how smart and savvy this group of, um, you know, Giants hitters are. I mean, they know uh, what to look for with, with Josh Hader. They faced him a bunch. How many times has Chris Bryant faced him? He, he doubled uh, against Hader in that ninth inning. Um, and then, you know, even, you know, Brandon Crawford. The, the, the reason why this team scares me is because all these savvy veterans with a lot of at-bats underneath their belts and very, very smart hitters um, are making some of these adjustments that, uh, you know, obviously they've made adjustments, right? Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, these guys were, uh, were they below average players in the, in the last couple of years? Maybe. I mean, but now they're like all-stars again. And so, 
they've made adjustments to their swings. They've made adjustments to their approaches. They've kind of gone into the hitting lab, I guess, so to speak. I know I'm talking a lot about the pitching labs, but there's hitting labs as well, right? And, and trying to figure out the way, best way to efficiently move your body, to, to deliver that barrel. And these guys have made those adjustments and they've got the, the wherewithal and the know-how of how to hit, how to attack um, certain pitchers. And that's what scares me about this lineup is that they, they're, they're in the know on the, the most cutting edge things in the game of baseball, but then they're also really, really good baseball players with a ton of experience. And so that's what you see from this lineup and, and yeah, able to kind of, you know, make Josh Hader not look totally, totally dominant like he has against the rest of the league. Yeah. Five times this year, he has pitched a complete inning and not struck out a batter. So I guess that happened a little bit more than I would have thought, but yeah, you don't normally, yeah, you don't normally see Hader come in and, and not strike batters out. But again, I think that speaks to that Giants lineup and just the type of approach they have. Uh, just a couple more notes uh, really quickly. Luis Arias, we talked about him keeping that toe on the bag, big play there in the seventh. And then he came up with a big sack fly to extend the run, to, uh, the lead to three to one. Thought that was a really good at bat, good two strike approach there. Just dropped the barrel on the ball, and was able to drive it out for the sack fly. And then, Vinny, we talked about our uh, predictions for the postseason bench. And, you know, we both had Jace Peterson on there. And Monday really tells you why. He went three for three with a walk, scored a run. Uh, Council's been, you know, spoke very highly of him. You know, he just does the little things, can play everywhere. He gets on base. Uh, I know that's kind of become a, a meme on Twitter for him, Is but it's not really a knock. The guy gets on base. That's what he does. And I think he's kind of solidified that spot on the bench in the postseason, Vinny. I mean, he might have solidified his spot in the starting <laughs> at this point. I mean, yeah. I mean, talk about a guy with, like, ice water in his veins. Here's another guy that Andy Haynes completely helped, right? We talked about this in the past. Where he's starting to use the ground better. He's starting to really trust um, his swing, his new swing. But this guy's a veteran. He's a pro. He can do it all in the field. Uh, he can do it all on the bases. He's made a number of really good base running plays this year. But, yeah, I mean, the guy just adds a lot to this lineup. Every time he's in the lineup, he is one of the tougher outs in the lineup. So, again, that, that creates a ton of stress for opposing pitchers. He's done that all year. I love when he's in the lineup because he just does stuff like this. Even when he doesn't get on base four times, he still gives a tough at bat, puts stress on the pit opposing pitchers. So um, he's been an unsung hero for this club, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably got another start coming tonight. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then the la lastly, Yelich continued his, his hit streak there, uh, continues to – get hits in every game that he starts in. I believe that's either 17 or 18 games in a row that he started. Now he's got a hit. So just good for him to, to stay hot, keep the hits coming. Take another break, and then we'll quickly preview a Tuesday's matchup. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your, your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together 
with DirectTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days. It's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. Why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and hoping they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. You can pull them up on your cell phone and find any make and model and any kind of auto part that your car needs. And there are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days. But the biggest one is obviously to save money. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto part at a chain store or new car dealership? They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle. And do us a favor, write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, before we get into Tuesday's matchup, a couple of news items. Willie Adamas uh, took some more or did some more running drills on the field Monday. He says he expects to be back at shortstop on Tuesday. That is certainly great news, but at the same time, as me and Benny have both talked about, no reason to really rush him, make sure that he's 100% down the stretch and going into the postseason. And then some minor league notes, Sal Fralick, Brewers, Recent first-round draft pick already getting promoted to Wisconsin. So, uh, Vinny, you want to go check him out there with the Timber Rattlers? You can do that now. Uh, he's been absolutely tearing it up since uh, making his pro debut. Really fun to watch. And then Hedbert Perez, uh, one of the more exciting, intriguing young prospects for the Brewers, uh, is going to make his debut stateside going to Carolina Mudcat. So that will be fun to watch. I know our friend over at reviewing the brew, David Gasper, big fan of Perez. Really excited about that. So it'll be fun to get to see more film on him. All right, moving into Tuesday's matchup. It'll be Brandon Woodruff versus To Be Determined. I don't know who the Giants will be throwing out there. Again, they're supposed to have Alex Wood, but he's on the COVID IL, so it'll likely be another bullpen game for them. I know the Giants just recently picked up Jose Quintana off waivers. I doubt he would be ready to go in this matchup. So we'll have to see what the Giants decide to do. But either way, on paper, Vinny, at least as far as the pitching goes, this has to be a a huge favor for the Brewers uh, on Tuesday. I would say I agree with you, other than the fact that it's the Giants lineup. And we've seen Brandon Woodruff kind of run into some, uh, I want to say, roadblocks, roadblocks. you know, I don't know, hiccups type innings type, you know, bigger innings at times this year, just a, just a handful of times, obviously it's been that good. It's only been a, a handful. Um, and so obviously things have to go your way to, to, to get through this lineup. Um, but you know, this team is going to give Brandon Woodruff uh, really good at bats, really quality at bats, just got to continue to execute pitches like he's done all year and, and let the chips fall where they may kind of an idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Giants lineup is that good that I, I am a little bit concerned about um, the matchup here. <laughs> so that um, it, I would say yes. Uh, I think the Brewers do have the, the advantage just because of the pitching matchup for uh, the game in general. But um, I'm, 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 it's not a guarantee. Last time I guaranteed victory anyway, last game against um, last series. 
the Brewers did lose that one. So I'm not going to go ahead and guarantee <laughs> any more victories. So well, <laughs> go ahead. I'll let you do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what my track record is, but I, I will say it, it would behoove the Brewers to win this game because the pitching matchups, the next two games are not necessarily great with Anderson against Gosman and Lauer against uh, Logan Webb. And I watched Logan Webb against the Braves over the weekend. He is a really good uh, pitcher. So it would be uh, nice for the Brewers to go ahead and get this win, at least guarantee themselves a split of this series. I think they have the pitching matchup to get that done. And just looking at the standings really quickly, the Brewers are nine and a half up on the Reds in the National League Central. So looking great there. Um, But again, keep racking up these wins. Try to wrap up this division as quickly as possible. Um, But I, I do like the matchup on Tuesday. I think Woodruff gets it done. Not going to go out and uh, make a prediction there and just try to avoid the jinx. Um, but I do think that the Brewers at least get a split of this series, and I think that would be just fine going on the road, getting that done against the best team in baseball, at least record-wise. That will do it for this episode of Lockdown Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. Follow me at ShortstopBall and Vinny at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.